Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous. On this week's episode, my dear friend Shy joins me as we talk about WandaVision. WandaVision was released on Disney Plus on January 15th, 2021. WandaVision picks up a few weeks after the events of the Avengers Endgame takes place. Wanda and Vision find themselves living in this very idyllic suburban neighborhood in New Jersey. But what we don't know is what's really going on. Now, here we go to the show. Shai, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you are here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Now, I would say you are far more into the Marvel Universe than I am. I'm more of like a cursory appreciator, specifically of Captain America, because Chris Evans and Captain America outfit is pretty much, thank you. America's ass. America's ass, 100%. But yeah, so I'm just glad that you're here to talk about WandaVision with me because I, it gave me a lot of feelings, but also I don't really like know where it fits in the universe. So I'm glad you're here to sort of set me straight. Thank you. I wouldn't say I'm an expert by any means. I kind of feel like um, I fell into falling in love with the MCU like right after the first Cap- uh, first Iron Man came out and yeah. I just started watching them. I'm not a comic reader. So mm-hmm. people can, people will say like, oh, you're not really a Marvel fan if you're not into the comics, but who has I, time? And I feel who like that's time not, to read all the comics right. and I feel like that's um, not fair because it's, you know, there's I the, the, it's like the book versus the movie conversation, right? Yes, like yeah, the definitely. movies have a totally different vibe, different audience. Captain Mar- America's way hotter in the movies than he is in the comic books. <laughs> But I do, I love, I love the movies. I'm obsessed and we go every single time to the midnight openings or at least like as soon as we can get to see any of the movies. We watched every single one of them so many times now. Even my four-year-old is like in love with the Marvel movies. Like the other day we were sitting around and she's like, mommy, I want to watch Endgame. And I said, (laughs) okay, let's go watch Endgame. Yeah, we can carve out that time because you know, the pandemic. So three hours isn't anything right now. Do I feel like having a panic attack today? Yes. yes. Okay, we're going to watch Endgame. <laughs> yes, I do. It's going to be great. We watched it right. We watched Age of Ultron. And then mm-hmm. we watched like all the subsequent big movies up until uh, Endgame right before WandaVision because we want to like just get a refresher. Yeah. You're going to do that every time one of the big movies comes out. Just watch, watch whatever we can to kind of refresh in our brains and yeah. get caught up. That's a really smart move because when we were watching WandaVision, when they had mentioned, you know, oh, isn't Vision dead? I looked at my kid and I was like, is Vision dead? I don't remember. So it's smart that you guys like prepped in that way. Okay. So what was your initial reaction to the show? Because, you know, they dropped them weekly. So it was like, we got it a whole week to absorb each episode. So did you like, let's talk about it. I kind of love the fact that they gave you time to think and like ponder because I don't know if you were on any of like the boards about WandaVision, but people were going crazy Mm. with all of their fan theories and like trying to figure out what was going on. And I love that because if it dropped all at once, then I kind of felt like the fun was over too soon. Mm. So I really did appreciate it being kind of strewn out and kind of giving you time to absorb everything and come up with your own theories. I thought it was on so many levels 
a really great way to start off the new phase of Marvel. Yeah. Um, I loved having a a female lead, even if she wasn't necessarily the like the hero. She was definitely right. the protagonist. Right. And uh, I think Agatha is my favoritest villain of all time now. <laughs> she was so good. Yeah. Any anything that Catherine Hahn does, I'm like 100 on board. Yes. And I I've loved her for like since crossing Jordan back in like 2000. Yes. I've loved her. And so now that she's becoming like a household name and she's getting so popular and everyone can appreciate how amazing she is. I'm like, yes, join us. Join us in loving her. And she just blew that role out of the water. I loved her so much in that. She's so talented. So this wasn't planned, but I feel like we need to have a Catherine Hahn appreciation moment because she's so freaking talented. In everything. In everything. The the first thing I saw her in after Crossing Jordan was Step Brothers when she (gasps) played, you know, that that crazy like sex addict role. Yes. What is happening? Who is this person that I'm seeing? She was so freaking funny in that. And she's really good at like not embodying the same thing every time. You know Mm -hmm. how some actors kind of fall into this whole, like they kind of create the same shit over and over and over again. She's different in everything she does. And that's just so in my mind, I'm like, that's what makes you, that's what makes you an actor is you can embody Mm -hmm. some other character and make it real. Like when she was the friendly neighbor and the nosy neighbor, like I bought into it. I was like, yeah, you're kind of irritating, but also you're saving Wanda right now. So that's Mm -hmm. awesome. But like, stop looking in the window. How involved in message boards were you already do to like not pay attention to that kind of stuff? You know, I'm just like a, oh, Glamour wrote an article or Vanity Fair wrote an article. I'll read Mm -hmm. it. I really wanted to, I really want to get into more of that just generally because the kid will tell me stuff and like, well, how did you hear about that? And he's like, oh, I found it online somewhere. And I'm like, like your online and my online are so different and I would have liked to have known these things before I came into the show so not that not that into it as soon as she was cast and the role came out that she was playing Agnes Mm -hmm. everyone online was like oh she's gonna be Agatha Harkness like that's who she's gonna be and I was like let's give her time let's figure it out let's take it slowly and then when it came out I was like oh you're right that song is a bop Agatha all along like me and my daughter will sing it all the time I love that. I, I, you make a good point though, about the weekly drop, because there is so much packed in, you know, having rewatched it in preparation for our conversation, there was things where I was like, I remember when I first watched it, that that was weird. And now I understand why it was weird being able to sort of absorb what's going on and pick it apart really does sort of get your brain thinking about it and excited for the next episode. And to be honest, I do kind of miss that weekly, um, you know, when we were kids and it was like, oh, I have to wait a whole week for this next episode. And it was like terrible, sitcoms. but it wasn't terrible. Like regular sitcoms. Yeah. Yes. And it kind of created that vibe again, where it's like, I can't wait for Friday. <laughs> Is it midnight well, or night? in me and my husband's case, Thursday night at midnight, yes. like, we would stay up just to watch it. Oh, awesome. I love that. That's adorable. And then on Friday night, my daughter would be like, oh, are we going to watch WandaVision? So we'd have to watch it again and pretend that it was our first time watching it. <laughs> I love the way that they tied in old sitcoms. Did you sit there and try to figure out like what sitcom before it became revealed online? You know how oh. they like for a sense of like, oh, this is Dick Van Dyke and this is, you know, Modern Family, Absolutely. whatever. Were you guys trying to figure, I mean, Family Ties was super obvious. Like mm-hmm. anybody who's within our age bracket has oh, yeah. seen the opening to Family Ties. But the other ones, like we kind of had debates a little bit. I was like, this is especially because the earlier shows like my kid's mm-hmm. not gonna know that that's an yeah. homage to Brady Bunch but he definitely he called it he's like that's Malcolm in the middle 100 I don't know I don't know about you but when I 
before the show started, I was expecting like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and then like early aughts and then current. Right. So I wasn't expecting them to kind of like mix the 90s with the aughts mm-hmm. and the late 80s with the early 90s. But we definitely had conversations afterwards to be like, okay, this is from that, like this, mm-hmm. like the different kind of periods that um, they pulled from for their inspiration. And then when you get into, I think it's episode seven or eight, when you realize that she's had all this childhood trauma, but TV is like her way of coping through mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense that they would kind of go back to this old sitcom feel. And what I loved most about that sort of snapshot of like her coping through her trauma with television is that we as humans do that all the time. I hear people talking about that all the time where they're like, oh, I go back to these shows all the time because I know it's going to happen. There's no anxiety. It's comforting. And I love that they sort of tied this cultural phenomenon that we've only recently started talking about into the show in that way. Oh, I completely understand. I don't know about you, but during this whole pandemic and craziness, I haven't watched hardly any new shows. I've definitely gone back and watched the old ones that because it's like comfortable and familiar and you don't have to stress about like the not knowing part just because everything else is so uncertain right now and you just want something you know that you know okay so when Wanda and Vision first started like having romance in the Marvel universe I was like does anybody else feel like this is weird because Paul Bettany's like I don't know hella older than her and 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 then and then I had to course correct me like ah who cares he's cute she's adorable like they get each other in their world it makes sense that they would feel bonded because they're both kind of like outcasty and like did you think that the mindstone part helps too that they're both from the mindstone mm-hmm. and there's a part of it lives in each of them and it kind of I don't know I don't know if you remember but I rewatched Age of Ultron recently mm. and when he first comes out of the chamber one of the first things that he looks at is is that Wanda and I just thought like that's really cute I forgot about that it was I don't remember if it was part of the chamber when he was first born I can't remember exactly but like but there's a connection there. Maybe delete this part because I feel like I might be wrong. But even if you are wrong, that's still a really sweet testament to like the way that the relationship kind of started. When I was thinking about the other movies and, and he's always had this gentle side with her when everyone else has always sort of treated her as a weapon mm-hmm. and vice versa. Everyone sort of treated like him like a weapon too. So to watch their relationship unfold in WandaVision because they never got that kind of focused attention before was I just thought was really sweet because he was so like yes my love and like that kind of like gentle provider protector kind of feel that it was just I thought that's really sweet like she needs that because she's had such chaos in her life like here's this person who brings her grounding Mm -hmm. um, and makes her feel comforted. Wanda's got like this complicated relationship with TV because, you know, we learn her backstory of her parents sort of their demise as well. They're having family Mm -hmm. TV night. I think also the fact that her dad sells the DVDs and like sells the TV shows, like she has a passion for it already, obviously. Mm -hmm. She like knows exactly which Dick Van Dyke show she wants to watch on their on her choice for family night but it's interesting though because her relationship with tv to sort of have that buttoned up 30 minutes of like comfort and everything solved in 30 minutes and then she tries to recreate and emulate that and then it doesn't work I think that's a really interesting commentary because we always look at television and we, you know, I don't know about you, but I'll look at TV and be like, oh, that's so like, that's so nice. Like, look at this perfect world they've created and everything's just like so hunky-dory and wonderful. And then WandaVision comes in and it's like, yeah, isn't it great? It's not real. You can't make it real. (laughs) 
Yeah, I thought that they showed that point really well in the 80s episode mm. when the credits started rolling, but they were still arguing and then it went into the room and they were still fighting and you're just like, oh, this isn't how it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Like they're supposed to like make up and the credits are supposed to roll and it's supposed to be happy, but they're still fighting. And it was weird to see that juxtaposition yeah, that's a really good point. Did you watch towards, did you watch to the very, very end just to see if they would dump anything in, in there for oh, like, yeah. as, like, stop, well, why I, did they condition us to be that way? All the Marvel movies have some sort of little, you know, thing at the end. Yeah. People were so mad because they didn't do it for the first few episodes. And then yeah. they finally did it on that last one, like the modern family episode mm-hmm. and people were like oh crap they finally did one yeah I was just gonna say you came to hate that see stand by sign like it, yes. it was always dropping you're like no <laughs> like what do you mean please stand by we're not standing by until next mm-hmm. Friday it's gonna be hard <laughs> did you have a favorite episode I did love them all I want to say the Halloween spooktacular episode was my favorite I don't know why though I just really loved the hollow maybe because I love Halloween I don't know yeah. I, thought, I love that they did the old school costumes I love that they had yeah. you know the uncle the crazy uncle with the kids and oh my Halloween god and they have they kind of fake explored Pietro the, shows up Pietro Pietro if you will yeah. Yeah. when Darcy said oh my god she recast Pietro I lost it I thought it was hilarious yeah yeah I think I want to say the Halloween episode was my favorite one what about you I actually really loved the Bewitched episode because it mm-hmm. felt I think they did such a good job at replicating Bewitched in a way where like so like the 50s episode I was like I'm not sure which 50s show they're trying to recreate here and then of course you know all the articles start coming out it's like oh I don't think I don't know if I felt Dick Van Dyke in that show maybe <sighs> Me either. I thought it was more, I love Lucy. Yeah. Dick even didn't even count, I think, till the 60s. And I thought the second episode felt more like Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. But the fact, but like when Vision walked through the chair and mm-hmm. like dropped her at the door, that was, I guess, Dick Van Dyke-y, but I felt like it was more, I love Lucy. And the next episode was more Dick Van Dyke. Okay. Actually, I loved that they did the opening for Family Ties, but then I was like, you know, Elise never would have worn any of those outfits. <laughs> the 80s, the, that was Family Ties mixed with Full house, right? Yeah, it totally so, had full house vibes too. I think they were they were doing more full house for her just because of who she is. Who she is, yeah. Yeah. Those openings were fantastic. The, all the openings and the music was fantastic. And yes. I did you notice? I don't know if you noticed, but we read afterwards that each intro song had the same like three chords at WandaVision. Oh and they carried on through all of the episodes for all of their opening songs. That's like it really still clever. have that same like three tones in it. Yeah. Just in different ways. That's really smart because then you're still keeping with the theme of the show, but adopting adapting for each era that you need. I was just gonna say the last scene, the very, very last scene where you find Wanda, you know, in the cabin. Mm-hmm. The music leading up to it sounds kind of like music from Frozen, which I'm <sighs> intimately familiar with because I have a four-year-old. And we remembered, oh, it was the Lopez's that wrote all the music for it. And they are also the ones that wrote for Frozen, mm-hmm. all the music for Frozen. I was like, they did a little Easter egg there, I think. That's fun. I love that when you figure stuff out like that, when you're just like, oh, here's the connection. So when I was rewatching it today, the second episode in the radio, you know, at the scene where they're at the pool mm-hmm. and, you know, Wanda, Wanda, can you hear me? Come in, Wanda. The first time I watched the show, I didn't notice, but this time I noticed that it's helped me Rhonda playing on the radio. Oh, I, I didn't thought that, catch that at all. Yeah. It was like, I kind of love that they, cause it 
because it blends so well Wanda Rhonda I was like oh I love that that's kind of clever good job good job guys So there's a lot of show theories out there and I didn't pay attention to any of them beforehand. There's just all the theories that are floating around everywhere. I need to hear all of them. Enlighten me. Cause I was reading an article. I think I sent you the link and I was like, oh, I think I knew that one. I think I'd heard of that one. And mm-hmm. there was like four on there that are confirmed, which get confirmed in episode nine anyway, like who Agatha is and, mm-hmm. you know, Wanda actually being the villain but one that was like, I hope is true is the twins coming back because they were so freaking cute. They were, they were so cute. And I feel like they were young enough now that if the Marvel universe continues and goes along with the young Marvels thing that they're trying to do with mm-hmm. um, like Clint's daughter, Lila and mm-hmm. uh, Monica would be too old, but the two boys, like they would be old enough at that point to actually be part of the young Marvels. Like uh, Miss Marvel, have you mm-hmm. heard about? all the stuff going on with Miss Marvel. I haven't. And but America. Se- oh, yeah, sorry. but to segue on that, because you said Monica, like somebody made a reference to, about Captain Marvel and mm-hmm. did, Monica was just like, basically like, we're not talking about that. And oh, moved yeah, on I and I thought, like, oh, oh there's- what happened? Yeah, like there's something there. What's going to happen? Tell us guys now. And then that was one of the theories that's unconfirmed. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Send me a well, link. I'm- I need to read. Our theories that that Carol just hasn't really been coming back to earth a lot. Mm. Like she just, maybe Monica feels like she got abandoned or Mm. who knows, who knows, but we're going to find out because I think that Monica will be in Captain Marvel too. Ooh, I hope so. I love her character. I think she's such, she's got such a solid foundation. Like when she would go toe to toe with that guy, the new director guy, Mm -hmm. I meant to write down his name, but when she would go toe to toe with that guy, I was like, get it girl. Don't back down. And he tried so hard to intimidate her and she just held sturdy. She was a very cool character and I'm excited to see what's going to happen for her next. Mm -hmm. As I think, uh, Phantasm, not what is going to be her folk. Photon? Is that what it is? Photon. Okay. So many, so many different um, theories going around. Before the show started, during the show, the biggest one was that Mephisto was the one pulling all the strings the entire time. And I felt like they dropped a lot of, like, I think that Marvel people knew that that was going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. And they did a lot of little hints, like um, when PH, PHO, if you will, um, would be like, oh, devil spawn or, um, uh, he called, um, Westview hell at one point. Yeah. I think people were like, Mephisto confirmed. (laughs) And in, there's a poster where it looks like there's a tiny little face looking back at you and everyone's like, it's Mephisto. And (sighs) Agatha Harkness is partners with Mephisto or like married to him. And so everyone was convinced, but part of me was really, really glad that a lot of those rumors didn't come true from like a feminist perspective. Like there wasn't a guy coming in to save the day or to take credit for everything. Like Reed Richards didn't show up. It wasn't Dr. Strange coming to help her out. It wasn't Mephisto. It was these two women that created these problems and solved them themselves. And I love that about the show. Because Monica had, and this is one thing that I really didn't like, that Monica kept dropping hints about the person that she was meeting outside Mm. of the hex. And everyone online was like, she's meeting Reed Richards. They're bringing in the Fantastic Four. And when that didn't happen, you were like, wait, what? This is who she's meeting with? Like this? This is it? This This is what we're waiting for. this isn't Reed Richards like I kind of hate getting caught up in those theories too because you just ultimately get disappointed when it doesn't happen but yeah and when Dr. Strange was another big one people kept were convinced that Dr. Strange was going to like show up at the end and save the day and like 
take Wanda away or figure out oh. what was going on with her. So I'm, I mean, I love Dr. Strange and I'm excited for his next movie, but I am glad that it didn't end up, it, even Vision like didn't come in to swoop in and save the day. The girls yeah. like I do appreciate that because early Disney is kind of problematic in that way where it's like, <laughs> I have to be rescued again. I can rescue myself, right? You know, with, so having that message of like, no girls, girls, this girl's got it. She, she can get herself out of it. What really broke my heart when that realization that she like clearly wants a family with vision and then, you know, obviously she created it, but then like the reality of the fact that like, she can never have that. I mean, maybe she can, I don't know, but like just in that moment, in that last episode where it was just all sort of being taken away, just ripped my heart because like, there's so much, there's so much complexity about being a woman and wanting a family or not wanting a family and just what that means for you. And she sort of demonstrated that she's strong and powerful and, you know, can do all of these things without having to be like, she doesn't need to do all these things to feel validated as a female, but now she's accomplished all these things. And now she kind of wants to build a family. She misses having a family. She misses her brother every day. And then now she can't do that with a vision, which makes me like really sad for her to like, you have this huge passionate love and then it can't go anywhere. Like that sucks yeah. in such a way that you're just like, oh, girl, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to love you, but I'll love you. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think that although Wanda's not the hero of the story, that mm-hmm. she's definitely a very sympathetic villain because you get where she's coming from, even though she kept an entire town hostage. Yeah. So she really did. So she's like, definitely not the, the hero because she's the one who made the whole thing happen in the first place. But mm-hmm. one of the theories I thought was really interesting that I did see was um, that they think, what do they call him? White vision that they think he's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Like he's going to be back. Oh, so, for sure. I'm certain he will. Yeah. He's that so whole creepy. thing. <laughs> he is very creepy, but I did love that. That was how the battle between the two visions was solved because I was like oh what's gonna happen like they're kind of matched as far as power like what mm-hmm. how are they gonna solve this and it was like the freaking ship of Theseus theory yeah I thought that was really it's like the most vision way to solve a problem so right. that, that was a really cool way to do it oh, man. but he loved being a dad too that was just the sweetest how he was just like like all the dad jokes that they incorporated into it like when he had the binkies on his ears I was just like that's adorable and I think that's what makes the made it so devastating for me that they won't at this point where it stands this family unit may not ever have the opportunity to exist again because he was just so into his dadhood and you know when you see a good dad you just want them to win every time there was a couple of lines that really stuck with me and one of them was what is grief if not love persevering yes is like the okay but the thing and then they followed it up with the boner joke which kind of like you're like oh so so beautiful yeah and then a dick joke but um and then the other one was when Wanda at the very end when Wanda told the boys that like thank you for letting for choosing me to be your mom just cried I'm sure as a mom 
that you felt that one too especially mom of a boy like it's we don't give boys enough credit on letting them be compassionate towards their mothers and we don't see that a lot represented in in pop culture and that actually really bothers me when we were on the cusp of teenagehood you know that preteen phase mm-hmm. people were like oh enjoy it now before he like hates spending time with you but joy enjoy it while he until and before he like starts like you know you know whatever pain in the ass whatever they wanted to call him and then one day we're sitting in the car and he's like I really wish people would stop saying that they don't know if I'm going to be that way they're just making an assumption and I thought yeah that's actually pretty that's a solid argument back because we're making assumptions based on I don't know what we see represented on tv our own personal experiences and so far you know we're almost we're almost out of teenagehood shy which is weird because you know we're talking about college which is weird and we've only had maybe a handful of times where I'm just like I really don't like you right now (laughs) it's not true for everyone and so what I loved about WandaVision was that they showed the boys just really like and yeah sure they were 10 but we've seen 10 year olds on TV be assholes to their parents yeah I just love that it was it was a solid family feel the parents felt loved the children felt loved the children were good to the parents in return. It was just so great. Yeah, it really was. Well, I will say that Marvel, I don't, I can't think of a single miss that Marvel has done with their casting. Like, honestly, like they freaking nailed it out of the park, like every single time, even ones that you were like, uh, Chris Evans is going to be Captain America, <laughs> the guy from not another teen movie. And then Nanny Diaries. The, yes, Nanny Diaries. I told my Harvard husband about that. I was like, did you know that? Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans are both in this movie. And this is like way before they were ever in the Marvel movies. And he's like, I've never even heard of this movie before. (laughs) But anyways, I have it on DVD. Um, Me too. But like every single casting, like they've just, Jesus, Sarah Haley Finn, like deserves all the money, all the money. She's just as amazing as her casting. Yeah. They've done a stellar job. Even when like, like, I mean, I'm not necessarily the biggest ScarJo fan, but honestly, every time she's, you know, she makes a presence in the, in the universe, I'm just like, damn, she's a badass. Yeah. She's very good as, uh, yeah, I'm not the biggest ScarJo fan either, but she's, she is an excellent Black Widow and Mm -hmm. in Endgame, she was so good. And I didn't expect to feel as emotional um, that part, but I was, I mean, I cried through the whole movie basically, but that part, like really got to me and I was surprised because I was like I didn't even realize I liked her character that much yeah just like yeah just it was really well done even still that scene wrecks me like Mm -hmm. I know it's coming and it still wrecks me I'm excited for her movie I didn't think I would be (sighs) me too I've been waiting for it for so long I feel like yeah I feel like come on give this girl the credit she deserves like you gave all the men their movies already let's get her out here please (laughs) do you think do you think WandaVision would have been good as a movie if they like chopped it up I feel like it was perfect the way it was as a television show I agree it was nine episodes and about half an hour each episode mm-hmm. so yeah it so would they would have either to, like, a really long movie or I think the way they did it especially because of the way like it was meant to be a TV show like I think yeah Kat Dunning's character was just I thought she was really funny I also think that she deserves more in Hollywood because I feel like she they kind of keep casting her as the same person and everything she's in I don't know do you remember the sex in the city episode she was in she was <laughs> I don't Samantha gets hired to do this PR for this I think it's a bat mitzvah and it's her bat mitzvah and she's basically was that this- her yes oh my gosh I don't and she's just 
she's just now playing a variation of that girl, but nicer. I hope that she's in Thor 4. Mm-hmm. She started off in the Thor movies and now mm-hmm. she's like a doctor herself. So I know I love that when she was like, excuse me, doctor, whatever. I was like, that's right, girl, stand up for yourself. Going to school's hard. <laughs> she like spent the five years of the blip just going to school and getting a doctorate. I support it. I thought it was interesting the way that, because you know, the 50s and 60s had like hella sexist shit on TV all the time. So I loved that, like, whenever one of the characters would say something that would be like, I don't know, appropriate 70 years ago, um, Wanda would just be like, "Mm." and she'd kind of like make a face at whatever other woman character was in the room. And she'd like an acknowledgement of like, yeah, that's that's bad. He shouldn't have said that. But we're going to let it go because I'm already controlling everybody. What are some of the other theories that are out there? So the Mephisto thing was the big one. Yeah. Huge. And now we're just kind of like, is he going to still show up? What's going to happen with that? The Reed Richards one was a big one going on. That they, People were thinking that's how they were going to introduce Fantastic Four into the universe. Do you remember how terrible happen. the Fantastic Four movies were, however long ago that was? I, with, with Chris with Evans? With Chris Evans. <laughs> I, I don't even consider the one that was made like five years ago a, Movie. oh that's like, right they redid it huh with yeah, michael b jordan yes i will it? watch michael b jordan and things i love him he He's was beautiful. fantastic in black black panther oh my but, god um, yes he was so good I don't, killmonger oh oh black panther and, and oh that's god what... don't start me on black panther because i can't even process how they're going to even do this right it makes me so sad Mm-hmm. every time I think about it because I'm mm-hmm. like how are they gonna do this oh I'm gonna cry like I love Chadwick Boseman so much as yeah. Black Panther and when yes. I found out he died like I seriously was in shock I was devastating what did, he gets re he gets introduced for the first time in Winter Soldier right I feel like Civil War Civil War so the when I watch Civil War and he's in it every time now I'm just like catch you know like you get a little catch and it's gonna be hard. I don't know I don't know what they're gonna do honestly I think somebody said in the comic books the sister becomes Black Panther or something to that extent I think that's what I've heard so I wouldn't be surprised and you know his sister I love the actress that plays his sister she does such a great job so I could believe her being like taking over the throne uh Lizzie's here right as an actress is maybe a little I don't know if you like followed all of the stuff she's she's a little problematic in some of her tweets Ooh, I had no Um, idea and then Marvel shut that down real fast I wanted to be a Koye because she is badass i love her yes i, I didn't even be the next black panther oh my god she's amazing she is i think she would be awesome I hey, well, we're supposed to be talking about one division now we're all of a sudden talking about black, black panther sorry so I shouldn't digress and ask if you guys are starting to watch the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, of course we are. Of course I, we are. I hate the new Captain America and not because he's not Chris Evans, but because he's kind of a doucher. Yes. I no, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Um, I'm White Russell as an actor, like I'm whatever about, but White <laughs> Russell playing whoever this guy is as Captain America. And Jack, he looks so stupid John in the Walker. Captain America cap. Right. He looks like, so such dumb. a douche. He looks like, oh, I don't like it. I don't I like feel, it. So part of me feels like this is like after the, after the second episode, cause you know, it comes out in the first episode and you're like the fuck, like Anthony Mackie, what'd you do? Because we all need you as cap, right? Like we need you as cap. He trusted you. What did you do? Who is this child standing on these steps? I get it. I get 
why he gave it up yeah. especially after they've introduced the new elijah character like yeah. and you see what he's gone through you're like uh yeah i can see how america especially our real america would yes. react to a black captain america that's also true oh, anthony mackie's beautiful though he really is do you know i saw him once what at Tricetti's. What? I'm sorry. Did he and Jeremy Renner come to town together? They did. Oh they did. It was because it was when Hurt Locker was a thing. Yes, that's right. And they, they did the big Locker premiere together. at yeah. Brendan. And then afterwards, they they were hanging out at Tristati's. And I had met Jeremy Renner before because I'm friends with some of his family members. Yeah. It really wasn't until like years later that I was like, holy shit, that was like, Jeremy You put it together and you're like, oh my Jeremy God. Jeremy Renner at this point, I'm like, oh, I've seen him many, like so many times. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't phase me at all. But yeah. now I'm like, oh my God, that was Anthony Mackie at Tristati's. I'm like, can you can they come back? Because Anthony uh, Mackie, people I was were so rude to them. Like really, Jeremy, because Jeremy was uh, like a familiar figure at that point. Right, I would see people like shove their camera phones in his face and just oh. take a picture of his face, like with the flash on, and he'd be like, "What the fuck, man? Like, give That's me a rude. second. Like, at least." You know, ask me. Don't just yeah. put your camera in my face. Like, I totally understand why they don't ever want to come home because yeah. small towns like this, people will lose their collective minds and be so rude. Yes. Like, they're just when human I, beings. I know that people always do this whole, like, well, celebrities are famous and they should expect it. And I'm like, they're still people. Yeah. Do you want me to shove my camera in your face and be like, oh, I got your picture without asking? Like, consent's important, guys, in a lot of ways. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, but we just we go way off topic. Whoopsie. I mean, I, I, I'm going to go back to, I, I still digressing on um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I really do think really that fun. it's intentional that we hate Captain America. I think oh, that's so important for us as an mm -hmm. audience. Like, I think Marvel was like, we need to hate the new Captain America. <laughs> Steve Rogers can be the only one at the beginning of the episode I was like oh are they gonna try to make this guy a sympathetic character and as the mm. episode went on I was like nah not yeah. so much not so much and then he laid that that line about oh I need Cap's sidekicks with me or whatever yes. he said and I was just like I'm so glad that at that point Sam was like nope nope that's that's not that's the wrong line to say and then he kept calling um um Bucky Bucky and I was like stop calling him Bucky you did not I mean, I earn that right call him but like you haven't earned the right to call him Bucky thank you you call him amen sir Bucky. James you call him James like his therapist does yeah, James Buchanan wait was that his name yeah yes yeah I only was remember it? I only yeah I only remember the important details about the hot actors like that we were like yeah Okay, sorry, I'm doing it again. Do you follow either Anthony Mackie or Sebastian Stan on Instagram? No, I don't. Oh my gosh, they're so cute about each other on Instagram. Really? Yes, it's <laughs> that like- last episode was cracking me up when they were like locking knees and like staring yes. at each other's eyes. Yeah. They are like ever since Civil War, they have shown a really great chemistry together. Yeah. Like in that car scene where like he was like not gonna move this car like yep. the seat at all. And I was like, oh, I need to see more of this. And now they're giving us more of this. Makes yeah. Really happy. Did you, like, I read somewhere that it was supposed to cut release first before WandaVision. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm really glad that it didn't because I feel like it wouldn't have set up the right tone for like the next phase. No, I agree. Now that we're heading back to WandaVision, um, I really like that in, when we get to like, when Monica goes back, it gets shot back out of the West, whatever. Mm -hmm. 
And so we kind of get a glimpse of where she's coming from and we see her rematerializing in the hospital. I feel like because of that scene, it makes sense for it to be what we see first because we haven't seen rematerialization happen yet. Right. Oh, yeah. In, that was a big Falcon. deal. I'm really glad they showed that too because we didn't get to see any of that in Endgame. Mm-hmm. And seeing the chaos and like the craziness, I thought that was really well done. And it brought up like a lot of points, like a mm-hmm. lot of thoughts things in my head like like how people are rematerializing what's happening to the people Mm -hmm. once they rematerialize like what happened to their stuff that they left behind Mm -hmm. in monica's case when she's like where's my mom (laughs) oh that broke my heart when the doctor was like she died three years ago it was like who wants to be that person you know that happened a lot yeah they i know they kind of touched on it in the latest spider-man movie but they didn't Mm. really show it and so i thought that was really really cool and sad yeah. and chaotic and scary and like the disbelief and running into people and uh, right. so have there, has there been a lot of chatter about what phase four will look like because you're on reddit some... a lot right aren't you a reddit person oh yeah well, i rely I... on you to share about reddit stuff yes um so as far as i'm aware like everything seems to be doing dealt seems to be um, going along with the multiverse mm. like I, we know that spider-man is going to deal with the multiverse and dr mm-hmm. strange is going to deal with the multiverse so we're just i mean with something like that like you don't know what to expect yeah. like at all like we know where we left off with dr strange and we left off with spider-man so what happens next is like honestly i have no idea there's a lot yeah also we i feel like we need to have a moment to appreciate dr strange because benedict cumberbatch First of all, I, I can't handle his American accent, but I'll take it. He's got that dark, brooding, mysterious thing going on so well. And probably because he was Sherlock Holmes for so long. <laughs> I think that, so that movie's coming out next year. But I don't know, honestly, what what's the next movie that's coming out? Black Widow. But yeah, I don't I, think that's going to, I think that's all set in the past. I don't think there's going to be anything new, new coming out with Black Widow unless it's talking about like a future Black Widow like a different person being on that mantle who right. knows although with um Florence Pugh in the movie who knows if she's going to take on the mantle of Black Widow or right. if she's going to just continue her sister's work right I didn't think I'd be excited for Loki but I am wait why wouldn't you be excited for Loki it's I Loki. don't know I know he just ah he's like we tell me my sister and I love him love really? love love oh like, my god love no. him as an actor or love the character Loki oh okay (laughs) the only thing i'm really sad about is that this is loki from after the first avengers Mm. and he lost all that amazing character development that he got in thor 2 and thor 3 yeah like he was a great character and then his ending in um, infinity war like broke my heart yeah and so the fact that we're getting loki from like avengers the first avengers movie is kind of weird and i'm excited to see what happens but the trailers have me really excited so I saw one the other day and I was like, all right, June, right? June or July. It's like, all right, summer, let's do this. (laughs) This whole like 2021 has something with Marvel coming out like every weekend. Yeah. Our movie theaters need to hurry up because (laughs) I can't, I don't want to watch Black Widow on, I don't want to watch that on a tiny screen. I want to watch, I want to watch it on the big screen actually talking about things that disney should do i would probably if they were like hey we're gonna do a marathon of wandavision on a on a large screen i would totally do it that'd be fun you can rent out a theater and play on your disney plus what 
Yeah. The relationship between Natasha and <sighs> Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. I forget his name in the movie. He was so supportive of her and vice versa. Like they just had such a great friendship that I mm-hmm. feel like that defies that stereotype of men and women can't be friends. She had a great friendship with Chris Evans too. As, yes. As America, Captain America hit them together in, oh, oh, why can't I think of it? The second Captain America movie. Was it Winter Soldier? Yeah, Winter Soldier. Sorry, I can think of it for some reason. Okay. I'm like, my husband's screensaver is right in front of me and it's of a, a Falcon and Winter Soldier and I didn't even think of it. <laughs> But yeah, they did. I thought they did a good job of, of having friendships between men and women in the movie. And then like how Hawkeye took on Wanda as like mm-hmm. a, a daughter character. Yeah. Who, like, looked out for her after, after Sokovia. I thought that was really sweet. I agree. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity in movies and TV and just pop culture in general to create those sort of relationships that are contentious. And so then we never really see anything represented that's positive. And that's one of the things I love about the Marvel universe so much is that you do have that strong sort of support. I mean, Tony Stark's going to do whatever the hell Tony Stark wants to do, but everybody else is like, usually when a team that you work with says we're a family that's a red flag to me (laughs) like oh this is going to be emotionally abusive but in the sense of like the Avengers there's they really are like we've got your back we're here for you we're going to support you and just the way oh and I know this has nothing to do with WandaVision but like when Mark Ruffalo's character is like where's Natasha and yeah this poor, this poor man, this woman just loved him. I, I feel like they didn't get enough opportunities to be Oh, no, love. not at all. Or the opportunities that they did have, he didn't take. Yeah. And then he decided to post blip, um, spend time in a radioactive chamber rather than, you know, she was there. Yeah. He could have done something. Yeah. Men are dumb. They really can be. Damn it. It's so frustrating. Do you think there'll be a, a season two of WandaVision or do you think that's no, it? I think that's it for the show. I think it did. The show did what it set out to do mm-hmm. and finished that and said what it needed to say. And the storylines are going to continue on in movies. I don't think that WandaVision as we know, it's going to come back because mm-hmm. even like vision's not there anymore. At least that vision. So yeah, just do it all over again. I just don't know if I want to live without that vision. A memory made real. Right. The best lines. They really do. Oh my God. You know, the comic book world doesn't get enough credit for being so thoughtful and thought provoking and heartwarming and all these things that we equate to good acting. I love it when they post like behind the scenes shit that they're not supposed to post, you know, pictures on Twitter and whatnot. And it's like, they're literally standing in front of a green screen, getting ready to shoot a fight scene. And that's hard. Because you have to, you li- you're literally acting because mm-hmm. you don't see what's coming at you. They're putting it in after. Like, give these fools some credit. Stop talking about yeah. how these movies aren't real movies. Like that bothers me. Uh, that bothers me too because I mean the people that say that obviously aren't watching these movies or they're equating them to let's admit the much inferior DC movies. Yeah. <laughs> the DC wasted- movies are great at mm. you know telling the mythology of these yeah. heroes and stuff like that and action scenes but they don't get the humor and the heart and the the love that you get from a marvel movie yes. like i 
<laughs> Endgame, seeing Endgame, in, seeing Infinity War in theaters. I yes. didn't know what to expect because I wasn't a com- like I said, I'm not a comic book reader. My husband is, so he kind of had an idea what was going to go on. Like I cried so hard at the end of Infinity War, especially when Spider Man. Yes. like that hit me the hardest I think and I think it happened with a lot of people because maybe he's just so young yeah. and he was like not wanting to go like no I'm Stark Mr. Stark I'm sorry I'm sorry and I'm just I like no oh, but and then oh, and then watching Endgame and still not knowing what to expect mm-hmm. I I like was shell-shocked at the end of it like for five minutes afterwards like throughout the credits and everything I was just like yeah like, I couldn't move yeah and I felt like I was just like stuck in my brain and I couldn't yeah. think of anything I cried so hard in that movie I think that's something that I miss about the movie theater because even though it's a solo experience it's a collective experience at the same time because yes. there's a scene I think it might be an in infinity war where like Captain America and the Black Panther show up at the same time it might may, maybe it's endgame I don't know and no because it was before the blip so so the entire theater just roared with excitement that these two massively attractive but also like super amazing heroes showed up like the whole oh, is it an endgame or infinity war when they're running with the crowd and they're like the two leading i think the i don't remember like fully because i don't remember i just remember they showed up on scene at the same time or on on screen at the same time and like the theater just lost their shit but it was just so great because everybody in the room so we all in the same room were so excited and happy to see these characters show up because they were desperately needed and it was a collective positive emotion. And, you know, we, we do, we too go to a lot of the comic book movies and even in UNDC and that same sort of reaction doesn't ever ha- has never, I've never, let me say, let me say it this way. I've never had that experience in a DC movie. Mm-hmm. Where people I, in the I would audience argue that like, maybe in the first Wonder Woman movie, oh, that's a good there point. were a couple of points and I did actually cry in Wonder Woman and I didn't expect to at all. Like yeah, when was, she ran across the battlefield, yeah. I did get choked up, but I don't feel like everybody in the audience, maybe mostly because it was mostly men, like maybe they didn't get that. Right. It was more like titillation for them rather than like this empowering girl moment. But like in Endgame, when Cap threw Molnar, yeah, everybody freaked the fuck out. Yes. Or when he said the magic words, Avengers assemble. Yes. Like you can't replicate that feeling that you mm-hmm. got in the theater when everybody lost their goddamn minds. Yes. Everyone, everyone yes. in the theater like was screaming. And that experience was like amazing. And yes. something like you can't get sitting at home on your couch watching it, screaming no. with your husband. Yeah. Poor husband. And your kid's like, what's happening right now? Like, it's fine. I'm crying. It's fine. <laughs> I definitely missed that. We watched we watched the Zack Snyder's Justice League yesterday. Nathan watched it the other day. It was it was fine. fine. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand some of the parts that they added and like why he added it when he's they're not gonna get like a sequel with Jared Leto. Like what I yeah. So I just feel like they they were trying so hard to like catch up to Marvel and like yeah throw all of their heroes together, but they didn't have a thought out plan the way that Marvel did with Kevin. Fe- I feel like Kevin Feige like mapped out the next thirty years yeah with like purpose and like knows exactly what he wants to do yeah and, and they just didn't do that with DC, which you know 
it is what it is but there were points during the movie last night where I was like I've been on my phone the whole time because I lost interest at this part so Mm -hmm. I see that nothing has changed and we're still in the same scene yeah. and Jay would be like yeah it hasn't moved much but if somebody like 15 years ago told me I would be crying about Iron Man's uh, vo- voice in his helmet dying I would be like what the fuck are you talking about yeah and the way that they were able to like make these characters come to life is just amazing it really is and when Iron Man first came out I was like oh that's cool that's fun you know okay my dad and my brother were super excited about it and then here we are however many years later and I'm just like cow <laughs> Of course i'm gonna watch the next <laughs> installment of the marvel universe duh <laughs> it's so amazing how people how the minds of people can create something that collectively we all can experience similar emotions and then also have our own experiences in as well i think that's the marker of really good art and i think that's why it bothers me when people discredit the comic world in the sense of movies oh yeah also they're just fun they are who fun. doesn't need fun like honestly it's- when I talk to somebody that isn't into it at all and doesn't understand the appeal of them, they just look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm also looking at them like they're crazy. Like, why don't you give this a chance? Why don't you have a soul? (laughs) Where's your soul? You should be sad. Like when Steve Rogers finally gets like his finish and he gets to like go back and like live his whole life in like 30 seconds. Okay, Steve, you're sweet. That's adorable. Like all you wanted was to dance with Peggy and then Mm. you got it. And that's just the sweetest cutest little thing I know I loved it I really hope that we see more of Agatha yes in the future we know that um we know that Wanda left her in Westview so hopefully we will see her in Doctor Strange because she's she's just too good to like to not bring back at all I agree do you really believe though that she was able to like put that on her so she was the nosy neighbor in the Cause you know, the whole time in the show, she can't control her mind. So she did it to her after she had cast the runes and mm-hmm. absorbed all of Agatha's powers as well as her power back. So I do think that whatever she did is going to stick, but okay. who knows how long it's going to stick for. Yeah. Like if Agatha is able to break out of it, but I did see that at the end that Wanda absorbed some of her purple power. Mm. So who knows? Who knows what she left in there? Interesting. I know. But also I just want more Katherine Hahn in my life. So yes. I always felt like she didn't get enough play in the holiday. <laughs> do you remember her in the holiday with Cameron Diaz? She was Diaz. like Cameron Diaz's assistant or yeah. something, right? Yeah. Friend John Krasinski. Yes, it? yes. Oh my gosh. I love that movie. It's so cute. Another person I really wish I had more of was the Dottie character, Emma Caulfield's yes. character. I well, I just love Emma Caulfield because of Buffy, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, she played Anya, so I was really when I saw her on there, I was like, ooh, she's gonna be good. And then the second episode where she was like the the bitchy neighbor, I was yeah. like, oh, she's gonna have like a bigger role. There were a lot of rumors swirling around her that she was gonna have a bigger part too. And it was kind of disappointing that she didn't, but you know, I was just happy to see her in anything. When she, like the point where she drops off and then they bring her back again later when she's like, please let my daughter out of the room. Like I want to hug my daughter. I was like, like, how would I respond? Like, I'm so crazy about my child and I shouldn't use that word. I'm so committed to being a mother. Like I have to hug you before I leave the house you have before you walk the dog I'm gonna kiss your face like these are things that whatever girlfriend he gets is gonna be like your mom's a little off that I can't imagine 
being like in a position, especially when it's a minor child, like I have to accept that he's going to grow up and have his own life. And that's just going to be what it is. But while he's living in my home, I can't imagine not being able to like hold him and hug him and kiss him and sit on the tape, you know, sit on the couch and watch TV together, or just like those small little interactions that you do with your children when they're home with you. The idea of like the concept with WandaVision and how she's like controlling everybody and the kids are all gone and we don't see them until Halloween. Oh yeah. That's heartbreaking when you, when you really get to the root of like parenting, like that's devastating and adds to the trauma. It does. And it's funny because you don't really even think about it until until they mention like, oh, where have you been hiding all these kids? Like, yes. oh wait, yeah, she's been hiding all the kids. Like, where have they all been? And you kind of have it calls back to the second episode when they do the talent show for the children, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, they were trying to get her to like take everything now, and so they could save their children because it was yeah. for the children. There was a lot of little bits like that in the show. Like there was oh, that for sure. the, the for the children part, and then in episode one when Mr. Hart's choking and Mrs. Hart's just like, stop it stop it and then she gets really ominous with her stop Mm -hmm. it and you're just like that got creepy like what don't we know yet (laughs) yes I know they did great they did a great job with all the callbacks especially with like the commercials and stuff that where the commercials you're like what is happening and then by the end you're like oh yeah that all makes sense yeah there's even one point in episode two where Agnes says look it's the star of the show and she's talking to Wanda but then she picks up the bunny and then as you get later on you're like oh okay Agnes we should have known that we that you knew the whole time (laughs) based on that statement like I feel dumb that I didn't figure that out they didn't want you to figure it out that's why yeah they really did a good job did you have a favorite commercial the paper towel one and then also the snacks, you know, with the shark that hops up on the island. Oh, the Yo Magic one? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my God, did, like, clearly the person who came up with this commercial grew up in the 90s because that shit's yes. hella accurate. Yes. And the ending, you're just like, what is happening? Why is this kid dying? Yeah. And then, and then you find out it's because of Yo Magic. Yeah. He, yep. Which is crazy, right? Like, put it together. And then I love that Kat Dunning's character got really into the show. <laughs> and then she's like, she I'm was so happy. all along with us, all of us. I thought that was great. It's like, yeah, I'd be that person at work. I do want more Monica Rambo, though. I think you're right. I think she's going to be in the second um, Captain Marvel. Danvers. <laughs> can't all function. Captain Marvel yes that's it that's Captain it. Marvel I'm a fan I swear um, I'm excited to see their interaction and find out like why because there was two instances where Carol's name was mentioned to Monica and both times Monica was just like moving on we're gonna sidestep that real quick yeah was there anything that wasn't answered that you wanted answered in the show yeah um I think I had a couple of things tell me well first of all Okay, the whole, we didn't even touch it, talk about this, but the whole Fiatro thing. Yeah, that was like, why? Why? I I mean, I understand it's Agnes's attempt to try and like break Wanda. Well, my whole thing was, okay, so it was going to be, you're supposed to think that it's the real Pietro or Peter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you find out that it's not the real Peter. But then like, then why even cast Evan peters in that role like right. it could have been anybody else but they were like no we're gonna use the old quicksilver from this universe and bring him into this universe but it's not gonna be the same guy and i'm just like how who thought that would make sense or that was gonna be a good idea like it didn't make any sense to me and it made me furious like furious i was so angry and also at the same time i'm like that quicksilver 
Evan Jack Evan Peters um in his movies the X-Men movies they were all set in the like 80s and 90s mm-hmm. so he wouldn't even be that old I don't know it Current was era. it was just really confusing but he yeah. did show up in like the 90s episode so I guess that would be how they explain that that makes yeah but I just either didn't way. like it and then they just turned the whole thing into a dick joke right like why what yeah why why does it always <laughs> end up having to be a dick joke I don't understand that the same people that wrote such beautiful lines for vision just turned it into a dick joke they're just trying to break that emotional wall on you I so guess. that way you don't have to walk around with all this like emotion right here I love vision so much I think he was such a great hero and even like when like that scene where he broke through the barrier the hex mm-hmm. on the Halloween episode and was like trying to get out like he wasn't even like help me or save yeah. me he said the people need help yeah. and you're just like don't don't take him away again right one has already been through so much right I mean she lost him twice you know and then to lose him a third time like oh that's traumatizing so the whole thing before everything started was that it was supposed to be like maybe misty Mephisto like pulling all the strings or whatever mm-hmm. but it really after the fact you really realized it was a textbook definitions of the stages of grief oh yeah denial the acceptance the anger like every episode hit like all of the things yeah that really and like the last one's what acceptance and yeah. that's why she wasn't like a mess when everybody went away yeah that's a good point you're you're right though vision really is a good hero and he's so yeah. selfless and he's just so he's just got this big old heart that it's like we have to we have to be better like that's what vision makes me feel like we have to be better mm-hmm. because he's so he's good so- he, he we don't deserve him <laughs> we don't we don't deserve we don't deserve him we don't deserve america oh, i sure can't appreciate the way captain america looks though <laughs> sorry you know it's funny because I I do like I like Chris Evans as an actor mm-hmm. now I didn't then because I was like what the hell you know yeah because he kind of played some his... he had some questionable movies yeah. there for a minute like he did one with I Jessica Biel that was like not good sorry go ahead one with Jessica Biel. it's like called London or something like that I was like I didn't even finish it <laughs> it's like I, I realized I, I only like Chris Evans as Captain America though it's maybe the uniform i don't know. hey it works for him though but gifted is really good he did oh, a movie called you. yeah and it's really sweet because he's playing this uncle he plays an uncle who's taking care of his niece who's wicked smart and her mom is no played longer... by baby carol danvers right and the little girl who played carol danvers i think you're right I think you're right, Sean. I'm like IMDb up here. Um, but anyway, Gifted's a good movie. He really does a good job advocate like in that movie. I really feel like like I've I feel like we could talk for hours and hours and hours down the rabbit hole of um <laughs> movies. Probably could, honestly. Well, that's our show for y'all. Tune in next time as we talk about our favorite TV moms just in time for Mother's Day. <laughs>